When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. While we wait for uh, Nico to join us here, let me get a couple more calls in here, Bart. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Newburgh and talk with Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. So, so uh, you guys were talking about Philly fans, right? Earlier yep. before I had gotten a car, I just caught that. So yeah. I used to work at I used to work at Lincoln Financial after I got out of high school. The year they had T.O., when they went to the Super Bowl and won uh-huh. every home game. Uh-huh. And, man, let me tell you, I used to work the concessions there. And let me tell you, these fans are the most rambunctious, disrespectful people that I've ever met in my life. Every single person is drunk. I'm talking about the little kids. They're all drunk. <laughs> we would get to the, the stadium at 5 a.m. The old Benadryl, man, more than Benadryl, man. I don't know if they were shaking up the Benadryl with the beers. I don't know what's going on, man. Put it in the bottles for the kids. But let me tell you, they'd be outside. we get to the stadium 4.30 in the morning to get ready, and they'd already be there in crowds, drunk. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was working concessions. I was selling funnel cakes, and I had them all set up because, you know, it was so busy. We had to keep up with the crowds. And some drunk guy tried to steal one of my funnel cakes. I snatched it out of his hand, and he tried to fight me. <laughs> I swear, the one good thing they got at that stadium, man, bread. is security. Yeah. <laughs> man, Bart. Man, Bart, this is exciting for me, man. I get to talk to you, man. One of my favorite Jets of all time, man. Let me tell you, man, you meant a lot to me on that team, brother. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Hey, Rob, thanks for that. That was, that was fun. That, that was, uh, I enjoyed that little story. Um, it's almost like that, that sounds very Bill's Mafia-ish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even like like Bills, like that that fan base, nuts. Yeah, but they're nice. But they but they, they do. They're yeah, nice yeah. To people. But they're they, fun. They, they like, go to your charities. They're, they're really nice crazy. people. Yeah, yeah it's like crazy. ha ha ha. Let's put mustard on each other. They ain't pouring <laughs> mustard on their opponents. You might get your ass kicked in Philadelphia, man, if you start rooting for your team. Like, but that's my son. I don't care. Out of pappy. Come on, exactly. Nathaniel is in Philly. Nathaniel, <laughs> you guys hear me? We got you. What's happening? Hey, what's up, guys? So uh, my name is Daniel, actually. So oh, Daniel. I'm a native okay. New Yorker. Yep. I've been living in Philly since 2015. My wife's a Philly fan, an Eagles fan. My in-laws, everybody. When I tell you they move so different down here, like, you know, if you're in New York, you can have, you know, they're fans from everywhere, right? Yep. Even though, you know, our Giants fans are loyal and devoted. Down here, everybody is, like, green and white, and it's disgusting, man. Like, I can't go to the bars in my Giants gear. It's cult. I can't, like, step outside. I can't go to the grocery store. Like, yo, dead ass. Like, they, it, it'll be a problem, like, this weekend if I try to move in my Giants gear. So I'll be in New York. I'll be in Harlem this weekend. <laughs> coming up to see some friends. Like, I can't, I can't do it down here, man. And, and the caller that I called in earlier, he was right, like, it, it, it's different. That's the one thing I envy, slightly envy about Eagles fans. Is that New York? It's a little fickle. Like you got his Giants fans, like I mentioned, but you got you know you have a Niners bar or, or a Chargers bar. That, that, that's is. weird. Da- down here, bro, it is it is straight Eagles everything, and uh, it, and they're aggressive. 
man. They 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 aggressive in, in a different kind of way. Like I'm New I'm from Queens. Like New York aggressive is different down here, man. So I just I just had to add that and and double down on what the the earlier caller said. Go Giants. Go Big Blue. Uh, All right, Daniel. Appreciate yeah, you. man. Yeah. Daniel, 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 you are Daniel. You're a sleeper cell. You have to understand that now. We have you oh, embedded. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, like we got, oh, yeah. no, we got no, the New Yorkers. You're embedded. You got to stay low, lay low. Don't let them see you. Don't let them I'm know. Good. Don't Let's let them stay. know nothing. Don't let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, man. So, all right, let, let, let's switch the conversation now. We'll get back to your calls, of course. It's Barton Hot ninety eight seven ESPN. Rob Nikovich joining us right now, as he does each week. And Nico, how is it for you to play in Philly? You're a Chicago guy. I mean, you you know a tough city, but I'm like, there's a different kind, I think, of toughness, or maybe it's just disrespect. That comes with, I believe, when you play a Philadelphia team. What are your memories from from that experience? You know, I think it's um, it's different when it's division and not division. You know, you, you have those rivalries where you just don't really love that other team. And you know, I think back to the Jets and me and Bart having some good competition back when the Patriots and the Jets would meet and we'd see each other twice in the regular season and you'd see each other in the playoffs. Man, it just makes for like, just like that. I don't like you. So, I also have experienced being in Chicago for my first game after I retired was the double doink game in Chicago against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I can tell you firsthand that it takes a lot of restraint to not throw down with the Philly fans because they <laughs> could be lewd. And they are definitely rude. Now that's 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 bold because coming from a you know Chicago's a tough city too. So you're saying like in your opinion the Philadelphia fans are the most obnoxious fans. We had to rank most obnoxious fans. No, in I the think league. the Colts fans are pretty bad too because they're from like Hoosierville, Indiana. <laughs> you know they like they're drinking that water that has all that like pesticides in it from all the farmland. <laughs> So yeah, you know what? Like, Indiana fans are. They, they, I mean, Pacers fans are. When, when they were in their they're heyday. super twisted. They're just oh, cuckoo. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a different kind of obnoxious. Like, the, like, like oh, I yeah. think Philly's more in-your-face obnoxious. Like, like Bart was yeah, saying yesterday loud. that he said something on the field that even, like, he said he trash-talked a teammate, I mean, an opponent, and even his teammates were like, damn, Bart, you went there? Like, damn. And I think that's kind of, like, emblematic of what Philly fans are. Is that they go places, you're like, damn, you went there? It's just sports. Yeah, you don't talk about my mama. You don't talk about that. <laughs> right. Hey, um, some people go, they cross the line, man. You cross that line, then yeah. you get caught, too, because then you're looking to just decleate somebody. Hmm. Now, like, look, the game's changed now. The game's yeah. changed now. All these dudes, like, like, you know, they have dinner after the game. They have the jersey afterwards. Yeah, like exchange jerseys. Bro, you, you knock me out the playoffs. I don't want to look at you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I don't get it, man. When you look at all, when you look at all the, um, all the, all the games and matchups this week, what what gets you excited? What's the one that you want to see? If you if you had to power rank your number one game matchup, you want to see from a pure like competition, most competitive, is it Dallas and San Francisco or is it Cincinnati Buffalo? I think Cincinnati Buffalo because you're just seeing two quarterbacks that you know. Josh Allen, super dynamic. He can run with the football. He's big. He's physical. And then on the opposite side of that spectrum, you know, you got Joe Burrow. I call him Elton Joe because he's just cool, man. <laughs> so I like that matchup. And then, you know, what happened with 
Tamar Hamlin, and, you know, they couldn't finish the last matchup, the game that they were going to play. So now this just comes with a lot more, um, obviously, riding on on the outcome if you continue in the playoffs. Um, I just, you know, you look at the 49ers and the the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, you know, they're they're not as impressive of a football team than, than like, the Cincinnati Bengals or the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. You know know what's crazy? The biggest winner – when you think about what happened on Monday Night Football between the Bills and the Bengals, it's the Kansas City Chiefs because they get it basically they're coming off a bye, and they pretty much get a homecoming game by going against the Jaguars. And it's not that they earned it; it's just that's how it how it played out because they didn't play the last game. Because I mean, I would argue that you know Cincinnati going to Kansas City this week and Buffalo playing Jacksonville would probably pretty much guarantee Jacksonville a place in the AFC Championship. You know, so you know it forces us to kind of go back and, and analyze that game. And to me, it looked like the, 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 the Bengals were taking care of business and on their way to going up maybe 14 to three. What do you think about that? And, you know, the impact of that game and if they can do it all over again, would they, would they prefer the teams that's in the game today, especially the losers would prefer if they would have had to reschedule that game and actually play it for the right to get a buy and face a team like Jacksonville or the lower seed. Seeding is a huge deal. You know, I think back to uh, 20, I do believe it was 2015. That was the year that uh, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. And the last game of the year, we went down to Miami. Bill was on one and was like, we're not going to throw a pass until we can run for a first down. Well, then we got behind. We didn't play necessarily well. We lost that game. And I think that if we would have won that game, we would have had a high probability of getting back in the Super Bowl because we would have hosted the Denver Broncos instead of having that having them come to us or having us go to the Broncos, we would have hosted them in Foxborough. And I think that particular weekend we had like a blizzard and and it was windy and Peyton Manning, you know, he couldn't throw he couldn't have thrown a football through a paper bag at that point in his career. He couldn't really throw. So, you know, the wind was huge. We went to we literally went to Denver. It was supposed to be cold. It was like fifty five, sunny yeah. I'm dying. I had oxygen tanks, you know, <laughs> hanging off me because I can't. I, I was there. Actually, actually, I called that game for CBS. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a, and then, you know, Tom got lit up by Vaughn Miller. It was yeah. a crazy game, and I was just dead. And Grunt, we lost Grunt that dropped game. that, that pass over the middle. Drunk, Grunt dropped that yeah. pass. That was right in his fingertips for the comeback. That was a great yeah, game. Was, yeah, it was. We brought it, we, we brought it back. It was a close ending, but. It was if that that game was at home, we would have won. So seating is everything. Rob Nikovich joining us here on the show. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, ninety-eight-seven ESPN. You you bring up those memories of the Patriot days. So let's bring this. I because I, I, I I'm almost like looking forward to your reaction to this. Of the options the Jets could have at quarterback next year, of potential available quarterbacks, one does include Tom Brady. There are some people who have pushed the idea of him coming to New York and playing for the Jets because, like Sal Palantonio said yesterday, it's similar to Tampa with a ready-made situation with a really good defense and then, of course, some weapons on that offense as well. Could you ever see Tom Brady wearing Jets green? I say never, but I think that, that, that warm sun and those nice temperatures down in Florida probably got Tom thinking, you know, I'm in retirement age already. Might as well just hang out with my peers, stay in the warm climate. So I personally see him going to kind of like a Vegas, yeah. something for the Raiders. Vegas cold as hell. 
Then you think that ain't as cold as freaking New York. It's a dome. Man, New York is New York is cold. And you think about it, like, do you think you'd really want to come to this market? You know, if this market, if they weren't winning, of course, great. If they're winning, it's great. But if they start losing, mm. man, they'll be saying dump Tom in a second. Tom True. Brady, man. They were pretty nice to Brett Favor. Brett Favor, but he got them to, to win. Yeah. And he he was he wasn't did, did, forty did, did, six did, years did, old either. You know, you know, you know what market you're in, man. You just pouring cold water on everything, man. Yeah. We we thought we had something. Sal Palantonio gave us hopes, and hey, you know, this would be a good place. And everybody <laughs> else just dumping cold water on it, man. All right, you know, I, let me let me I, bring I don't this see up. it. I don't see it happening. I see Tom. You know, I, you know, I, I just don't see him coming back to this division and having to play in the Patriots Stadium and the cold weather games. And man, that's that's not fun when you're old. Yeah. Well, it wasn't fun for me, and I was 32. Everybody has a residency eventually in Vegas, right? So he might as well do it as well. Might um, as well and bring TB12 and all his masseuses there. The whole right. thing. I want. I want to know both of you guys. I want you guys to to react to this because this is a thing now that neither of you got to experience as college players, but we're seeing it now more and more. And it's this story of this quarterback from Pittsburgh who had committed to Florida because of a $13 million NIL deal. And then that deal fell through. And so he is now decommitting. And, in fact, in the story it says he could actually uh, have a lawsuit against. Now, it wasn't a company that was offering him the $13 million. It was a thing called the Gator Collective, which is an independent fundraising arm that distributes money to student-athletes in all sports. Can't wait, can't wait. So – $13 $13 million deal, and it falls through, so now he's not going to the school. I just – for you guys that never got to experience stuff like this, I need your reactions. Man, I couldn't imagine. They're ruining, they're, they're ruining college sports as we see it. They're ruining the game. See, I'm on so, the other side. I, no, see, they're ruining the game because you're going to pay these kids, and they're, they're, they have a free transfer portal. Anytime they come up with a little adversity and they're not the starters – they're going to say, oh, I want to transfer. I want to go here. I want to go there. So you're going to run into kids grabbing some money from an NIL deal, not being the starter, saying, oh, I'm out of here, going to the next school. And then you used to have a kid that maybe was a small school superstar that had a great career at a small school. But now the small school superstar, all these big schools are like, hey, you had a great year. Come here, play for us. We'll give you this much money. We'll give you that much money. So then you're seeing these people transfer, kids transfer left and right, which at the end of the day, you know what that does? It just individualizes the sport, which the last time I checked, this ain't in, uh, tennis. This ain't tennis. Like, you need 11 guys to play for each other, to play together, to understand scheme, to understand how to play. That's how you build the roster out. And you have all these individual people that just want to make money at 18 years old it, it, it causes problems, especially when they start to go to the league. And then on top of it, just to finish my statement on this, you got a kid making a $500,000 NIL deal, and he don't make it to the league, and he's got to go get a job for fifty grand or eighty grand, whatever he's going to make. That ain't good for your mental health. So I think <laughs> yeah. they're just creating a big problem. See, but here- you know, there's 17,500 Division One A athletes that become seniors. Only how many make in the league that first mm-hmm. year? Yeah. There are going to be a lot of kids on the streets like, dang, I used to make more money in college than I do now trying to make a job, a living. But, but, but here's, here's my counterpoint to it, right? You know, when you think about it, right, it was 
these kids are being exploited, right? These coaches can leave whenever they want. True. They can leave and say, okay, I'm here. And then before the bowl game come, they don't even honor the bowl game before they're out recruiting somewhere else. And, you know, it's no free – it's no it's no perfect system. But the fact that these kids – like, you know, just imagine what Johnny Manziel – Johnny Manziel could have made enough money in college because his personality and because how dynamic he was to take care of himself for life. So those guys got nothing. Right, you talk about all the guys that were great college players that couldn't play at the next level, that struggled, only hung on the roster one or two years. They could have set themselves straight for 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 life in college, which college brings in just as much money as the pros, but all the money goes to the administrators and the coaches. So now, just finally, some of these guys like, yeah, I'm a guy that's got to go get a regular job, but now I can be patient because I have five hundred thousand dollars in the bank that possibly I can start my life on and get a but jump start in life. First thing you're doing, you're you're not putting this in a four hundred one k when you're eighteen years old, Bart. You know well, exactly that's, what you've done. You would have went and got a nice car. You would have got a nice chain, maybe a Rolex watch. You would have been to the club. You would have been in the clubs with the but, bottle but, service, yep. five to ten grand per pop. I've been there. I've done it. I know. Yeah, but that's, what it, but that's where the guidance comes in at. That's why we have to have some people to say, hey, let's put this in a Roth IRA. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel made it through college, got into the NFL, was a first-round pick, and needed guidance, and he, you know, partied himself out of the league. Right. But I, I'd rather like, them kids have the money and lose it than never get it. Might, you know how many kids, you know, there might be possible issues where kids don't even make it. Like, I'm talking, like, put themselves in bad positions that don't even make it to getting themselves in a position to be successful in life because they're not in, they're not going to school correctly, like learning how to be a person and, and function in society, and then getting out of school, you have to realize, oh, I have to pay my bills. I have to go to work. I have to write a check for a bill that I have. Like, there's things that you don't get that, that now these kids that are getting money, they're like, oh, I don't need to go to class. Like, what do I need to go to class for to learn how to be a, a functioning adult? We're losing the idea of, like, teaching young people how to become uh, uh, people in our – no, I'm saying we're not teaching these kids how to become adults. We're just using them up for their athletic ability, which it's always been the case. But when I went to school, I was like, hey, I'm coming out of here with a free Purdue education. I got a degree. Like, I went and made money. So now not only can I go get a job – that I played in the NFL, I could use all the skills that I've learned from college, played in the league, made the money, can go off and do what I want, use the money that I made. A lot of these kids don't take advantage of that because they're too focused on the NIL and the tra- and I need to transfer, I need to be the starter. Like, why don't you go to school and make a, have a great education? Because you go to school. Now, let me, let me sc- correct a couple of things. First of all, I said he's from Pittsburgh. It's a suburb called Pittsburgh. It's actually San Francisco area, just, gotcha. to, just to be correct on that. The other part of it, too, is what's weird is that the money isn't coming from like a NIL originally was like, you know, a, 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 a company that it's is a GoFundMe. It's a GoFundMe. This is, this is turning into now you got go people just throwing money into a pot and saying, let's attract athletes. So I think what Nico is, is referencing is something you can understand. And we've seen this a lot. But ch- what about child, but, but stars used to and child actors who get but all this, this money and fail yeah, early they on? They burn out. They, burn, they out. burn out. And that's the fear is but, that but what, could happen to some of these guys. But, 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 but go but, ahead. I know but, you want to argue back. Because what about the kids that go to college and give everything they have and they go get an education? Say, so, oh, I got a free education. But well, that education is only worth $300,000. And then you go and you, and you end up. Actually, yeah. education is worth what you make it after you graduate. But, but, yeah, but, 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 education is, 
you go to school to learn how to uh, craft and like we went to school to be an athlete and then also learn how to make money about how to make money right the end goal is to make money so about college if you don't learn about anything that you're about to go in like you don't learn a thing you go to school get your nil deal you make your money you, they're going to have a, a financial guy. They're going to have a. They uh, have do, to do, they're that. do their That's taxes. What you have to do. They're yes. do their taxes on time. There's pro athletes that don't do taxes. Well, they have what, the IRS going after them. Mm-hmm. I don't but think what, a 17 year old is going to say, "Hey, I need to make sure that I don't spend all this money so, up front because I might have to pay it back at the mm-hmm. end of the year." So, but 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 doing the opposite is even worse. Letting these kids come get exploited beat up their body, get surgeries for college, not be good enough. You know how I many players from the University of Alabama never get opportunity to play in the NFL, and they've given their heart, their soul, their body, their health to a game, that, and then they go and they become a school teacher, and they don't make any money? Like, so it's on the flip side, too. So I'd much rather have the other problem where I have guys blowing money than never getting it. Hell, put it in an annuity. But, you know, instead of well, us well, – that, uh, that, That's a whole other conversation, right? Now, we got to leave it right here. But but you both made your points. I think you both made great points. And I think I'm in the middle because I'm with Bart in that I still think these guys should get something They're out professional of athletes. They're the making billions of but dollars for these Ninko universities. That they're, they're, I don't know if there needs to be checks and balances or some type of – just some type of control or you know, guidance or something about it because like this, then, this is, again, well, in particular, thing, $13 million. Thing before I go – if you have a kid that's your quarterback, running back, receiver, making five, ten million bucks, and the the person that's blocking and leading for him to yeah. open up all the holes and to help him, like yes. an offensive lineman, is making five hundred grand, that that's going to cause some jealousy, some yeah. serious jealousy. We have that on the NFL roster every week. We but got the quarterback, we got the Pro Bowler making all this it's, money, not, not getting it. It's different. That's different. It's the different than, than in college when you oh. got a kid driving up in a Rolls Royce. And another kid it was in high, it was, high school car. What you think LeBron and Shaq was driving in in high school? They just hid it behind shoe deals and shoe companies. So finally it's now it's in the open where we all can eat because there's more people that don't have to hide in the shadows. We we, we seen Varsity Blues. They've been paying these dudes this damn money, and we knew that this guy, we knew that Dion. We don't think that Dion was getting big bucks in, in college when he was at Florida State. You don't think Derek Thomas was getting that money? We already knew that. A thousand dollar handshake different than a million dollars. Nah, nah. You think Dion Varsity Blues was a real thing? Mom well, got a house. Well, you, 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 not Varsity Blues. You, you, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Blue chip. Blue, blue chips. chips. And then they yeah. all went down. And they all went down. But it don't all listen. It don't always go like that. We was talking. To, I was talking to Swag Goo the other day. He said his daughter in high school has three NIL deals for over half a million dollars. It's up to the parents to say, okay, we got to educate our kids and, yep. and, 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 and administrators and up, to and, say that. And there's a there's a parent from Clemson that took advantage of that opportunity. I do believe if there's a story about that, yes. that there's also irresponsible parents yes. that are taking advantage of their but you, children. But you can't. But you can't help that. That's been going on forever. But the kids should still have the opportunity to get the money because they're being exploited at a level that has never been done before. Nick saving ten million dollars a year, and this kid sitting here stealing swipes to get in the meal club is not fair either. That I got to sit up here and steal swipes from my from my teammates so I can eat. 
Meanwhile, Nick Saban's got $10 million, and he'll pay for nothing and, for the last 20 years. And to make it worse, Nick Saban can't buy a recruiter hamburger because otherwise he'll, he'll get suspended for half a season. Guys, right. this is a great, it's a great conversation. It's something that needs to be had, especially from guys like you with all the experience that you have. But unfortunately, you, we got to leave it right here. We're not going to do a, uh, Harry, uh, uh, a Harold uh, Douglas Harold and, and a uh, Daniel <laughs> – <laughs> say. So we can awesome. we can have a spirit of debate without hitting below the weights. Bartholomew, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> All right. All the best, Nico. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Yeah. All right. Isn't Rob Robert short for Dick? Um, no, that's Richard. Oh, Richard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you got you got away with it on radio. So congratulations. <laughs> I like what you did there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Bart, every Thursday he's on Get Up. He has lots to say when he is on Get Up. And so what we want to do is we want to get to Bart's bits, and which is basically different things he has said. We give an opportunity to walk him back or double down on his takes. But before we do that, a little bit of breaking news out of the NFL, or more breaking news out of the can't NFL. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Uh, kind of surprising, or maybe it's not from your perspective, but Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator with the Ravens, mm. uh, has resigned he had one year left on his deal and said he talked with John Harbaugh and his family and decided this is the right time for him to move on. Wants to explore new challenges and opportunities, which I guess is what they say when they don't want to be fired because that's literally what Mike LaFleur said. Um, 
Are you surprised by this, especially amid some of the Lamar Jackson stuff where he was the one who designed this offense for Lamar Jackson? Let me tell you that he's been on Greg Roman for a past couple of seasons, right, right? Mm -hmm. and being able to evolve and be able to have an offense. You know, Tyler Huntley, you know, you saw receivers like Hollywood Brown wanting to move out that this offense not attracting some of the the top um, free agent acquisitions receivers out there. This was something that had to happen and, you know, hopefully now Lamar Jackson can show that he can play traditional quarterback as well. Like you said, like you, you can't imagine Lamar Jackson at worst doing what, what, what Jalen Hurts does, RPO, ball in, in the mm-hmm. belly, carrying the ball eight to ten times. He's more dynamic in every way than Jalen Hurts. He's a former MVP in that style. Imagine if he had Devontae Smith and, and A.J. Brown and, and uh, what, uh, was it Selleck? Not Selleck, that's the old school guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goddard. Yeah. And Miles Sanders. Could, could you imagine him with that? Like, we don't know what the ceiling of, of Lamar Jackson can be. We've seen what we thought Patrick Mahomes could be because Tyreek Hill was there with Sammy Watkins, with McCole Harmon, with Travis Kelsey. So we've seen what he looks like when he has great weapons around him. Now we see what he looks like with good weapons around, and he's raised his play even more. We've never seen what Lamar Jackson can be with an elite offensive uh, firepower. Could you imagine him on Cincinnati? Do you think Cincinnati would be better with Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson with T, with T. Higgins and Chase and, and, and Boyd? I argue that he would be better than all of them because how do that, you stop but that? How is that a – I don't want to go too deep into this because I want to get a couple of your cuts in. But, but how is that – a Greg Roman issue isn't that more of no, a he de- no, he front de- office not getting the job done for the for you know talent wise no issue? because he devised an offense that was centered around tight ends so you saw the Ravens go out and get Likely go out and get Andrews go out and right. get Boyle go out and get all these guys instead of saying hey man let's spend money on trying to develop a great stretch receiver mm-hmm. yeah so we can stretch the field so now it opens up because now if if you if you're if you're the Ravens and you can stretch the field vertically. Now it creates more space because when Lamar Jackson or anybody gets to the second level, guys got to respect the deep ball. So now when he gets through there, now more guys have to tackle him in space, which All is right. what we see with Jalen Hurts. I'll tell you what. Let's, um, so let's remind everybody. So, so it's Greg Roman now who stepped down. And then today also it was announced officially that Byron Leftwich was fired by the Bucks. So two offensive coordinators with experience, both now uh, in the pool, as the Jets are looking for an offensive coordinator. I'll, to I'll replace Mike LaFleur. You do a lot so, of worse than Greg Roman. Okay. So there's another option out there to discuss. Meanwhile, I, I want to I – just a couple of things. We might as well just go to this one because you mentioned Lamar Jackson as you and Greeny were talking about this on Get Up about Lamar Jackson being franchise tag. I mean, he's going to like – you know, like Swaggoo said, go to Cabo. He's probably going to sit out and say, you know what, I'm not coming to any activities. I'm not going to put myself at risk. But listen, this is – Ravens find themselves in, in unfamiliar territory. They have never had a generational talent at the quarterback position. This is an organization that won two Super Bowls with just guys that were guys. And I'm not trying to disrespect Trent Dilfer or Flacco, but they're not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is easily top 10 greatest Raven of all time with what he's done. They have to take a page out of the Pittsburgh Steelers book. The Pittsburgh Steelers is a team with a philosophy that is on defense and running the football. Yes, but when they got Ben Roethlisberger, they recognized that he was a generational talent. They did what they have to do. They surrounded their best player with the best 
pieces around. They went out and got Antonio Brown. They got Emmanuel Sanders. They had Santonio Holmes. They did those things. The Ravens have to recognize that they have to put the pieces around Lamar Jackson because I believe out of all the great quarterbacks there are in the league, I think Lamar Jackson is the most talented. He hasn't, he's the only one who hasn't had the opportunity to show it to everybody because they haven't put the pieces around him for him to show his arm talent. We know what he is as a runner. I think he can be just as good and dominant as a passer as well. Bart, before they put pieces around him, they have to sign him. Yes. So are you, you're saying yes. they need to it's, sign it's him no, for his contract. There's no way you let Michael Jordan, there's no way that you let that type of talent leave your building. That will be malpractice to the shareholders of the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so again, you're you're doubling down, obviously, because you just had, had reiterated all the things you said there on Get Up about Lamar Jackson, how you feel about him as a talent, that the Ravens cannot let him go. There's a couple others here. I'll let you choose. This will be dealer's choice. You talked about Dak. You talked about what to watch for from Hurts. You talked about Aaron Rodgers. You talked about the Cowboys, who have the shorter week, and you talked about the Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow matchup. Which one do you really do you want the people to hear again? Well, this is for Rob. I'm going to go Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. All right. Well, I think everybody thinks I hate uh, Cincinnati out there. But, listen, if we want to go back to the game. It looked like Cincinnati was on their way to going up 14-3. Like, Joe Burrow just has something within the pocket. And I think that the Buffalo Bills ask far too much of Josh Allen to do uh, great things at all times. When you look at Burrow, he's so effective from the pocket. And he's under duress all the time. So I'd rather go with a guy that, you know, wants his ability to make people miss and run is gone, has another thing that he does well. And I think, you know, if you ask anybody who's the better Thor, and I think, you know, the football acumen as well, I think they would say Joe Burrow is the Joe better Thor of the football. Better thrower of the football. I mean, he, he has certainly proven to be an elite quarterback. There's no doubt about that. This matchup, though, will it come down to the performance of the two quarterbacks, or is there an X factor to watch in that game? I mean, for me, I think, you know, Joe Mixon and, and P. Ryan because they take some – alleviate the run game pressure off of off of Joe Burrow where, you know, when you look at Buffalo, Singletary and, and Hines, they haven't been able to be able to create balance. And it just continues to put more pressure on, on, on Josh Allen's back, much like they do with Lamar Jackson. That's Sometimes that's just too much. It's too many times. So all you have to make is – you talk about in a football game. It was about 85 plays. Now, if your quarterback's running the ball maybe 10 times, 15 times, and he's uh, throwing the ball 40 times, that's 50 times he got the ball in his hand. All it takes is two of those plays to go bad for you to lose a football game. Well, Robin Winfield's been waiting a while. He wants to talk about his Bengals with you, Bart. So go ahead, Rob. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, A couple of things. Like, I see – uh, Burrow coming out the pocket a little more and running him to the right or whatever or play action, I think we got to get more creative on that side because, like you guys said, him sitting back there, he just gets buried. Yeah, the reason why he goes to the right side and trying to escape to the right side is the right-handed quarterback. He doesn't have to throw across his body. Yeah. You know, he he can still scramble that way and throw on the move accurately, but it also gives him an opportunity to run if he has to. And one one more thing. How did that Hubbard return feel? What is it? The Sam Hubbard 
95 uh, uh, yeah, yeah well, it, it hurt my heart, man, because you talk about the Ravens were in <laughs> position to create the upset. That play Guy was got insane. It, you, you get, you know I mean, I'm not even going to go to the uh, illegal block in the back on Mark Andrews because at that point the damage was done. Yep. But I think the Ravens yeah. can feel confident in, in how they represented themselves. They're always going to be a hard out. Uh, but now they have some decisions to make because now you've watched – uh, the Bengals be able to go farther than you in the postseason two years in a row. You got to fix this Lamar Jackson thing because the the Bengals aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You look at you know Deshaun Watson and what he's going to do. They brought in Jim Swartz, so I expect that defense to go immediately to top ten with all the talent they have there. So now that's going to be a tough out. And Pickett, you know, represented himself well, even though he's a thirty-five year um, rookie. You know, he still represented himself better than what we thought. So it's no easy outs there. So the Ravens got to make some decisions because they have the talent and the quarterback to compete with the elite quarterbacks within that division. You know, arguably you can say, you know, Lamar Jackson is still the best talented one. We just don't know. They have to maximize it by giving him the weapons that they did for Joe Burrow. I'll tell you what, J.K. Dobbins is never going to get over that play. Eight, nine, yeah. eight yards should have been in his hands. That's what he said, and he's absolutely right. Maybe that's part of, you know, Greg Roman leaving, leaving this team. That could be also a part of it there as, as well. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Little NBA. So the, uh, the third returns for all-star voting just released today. 
Jalen Brunson's still not in the top ten among guards in the East. Who got him right now? I mean, well, the top ten. First of all, it not that it matters matters, but I mean for just for face value, it looks bad. Kyrie Irving is leading the way still. He's better. No, 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 no. You're no, let's missing. go. Let's 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 do the let's I'm, do the exercise. I'm not playing that game. Oh, you never want to play when I because I'm play. not playing. Who's better? This is you're not no, about who's no better. No this is New York market and fans who just don't ever vote for a guy that should be an all star. Now he'll get picked by coaches, but it like it blows my mind. Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, they're going to be the starters. All right, okay. they're blowing away everybody else. Garland, with Darius vote. Garland. Garland is tenth. Okay. Jalen Brown. James Harden, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, LaMelo Ball, who's got hurt again. He's hardly played. Tyrese Halliburton, Derek Rose is ninth in voting. <laughs> and then Darius Garland. Somebody's voting. Now, the only the only Nick that's on the list is Julius Randle, who's ninth in the voting among front court. You're going to get Giannis, KD, if he can play, and Tatum right now are in the lead with Embiid sort of right on Tatum's tail. So we'll see how that ends up, but that's sort of where it's going. This The point I'm making is not Jalen Brunson deserves to get to be a starter. The point I'm making is you haven't had a point guard like this in forever. Do you know that he has done something that hasn't been done in, since 1965, which is a, a guard of the Knicks has scored 25 points or more in seven straight games? It's eight straight now. That hasn't been done since – like, I we haven't had a point world. guard. Who did? You finally have a point guard, and like you, you can't throw him votes. Get this guy, like at least give him some love, and like get. Him. I, I just it blows my mind that it didn't happen. Again, it doesn't matter. He's not going to start, but it matters for someone like him to be like, wow, I'm in the top ten in voting. That means my market's voting for me. This market, the biggest one, and you ain't giving him votes. Are they just not into him? Because they're voting for Kyrie. Are you saying How this market is this, is this, is this market him. is this market voting for Kyrie, or is those votes coming? Kyrie's from other getting people? votes from all around the country. Okay, he's that popular. So Jalen's not going to get him from outside the country. Man, I, all his I, I votes have to come from here. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it is what it is. So it's Knicks fans. Knicks fans. It's a bad look for you, Knicks fans. Meanwhile, how about this boy? I want you to hear from Kristaps Porzingis, who plays for the Wizards. This is after the Wizards beat the Knicks last night at the Garden. And remember. Porzingis, it was an ugly breakup. He he was hurt. He was out for a year. They, you know, he wanted an extension, and then eventually demanded a trade. His brother was an influence on him that was making him like he was losing focus on really what he should be doing. And the the, the franchise at the time, they also were a bit of a mess, and they didn't handle it well either. They completely botched the relationship with the kid. And so it ended ugly. He went to he went to Dallas. Now he's on his third team. He has an opt out after this year, but he also could be a free agent in 2024. I want you to listen to him talking about how things ended in New York and how he feels about it today. The way the trade happened, like I did some dumb stuff, like some cryptic tweets and some what 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 was that? The whole process was just a mess, you know. Okay. Um, so I didn't like the way things ended. I'm not. I wasn't like how I wanted it to end, if it did end, you know. And uh, and yeah, it's just I kind of tried to stay myself throughout this whole time, you know, not do anything, not say anything. And if I should have said anything, it was right after I got traded. 
now it's it's too late, and I think now maybe fans are, are easing up on me and kind of understand me. It was what it was in that moment when I was young, and I got traded, and you know, of course, I was hurt, and that's why I put some some dumb tweets out there, or whatever I did. And, and uh, but I think people are starting to maybe forgive me a little bit, and, and, and we're moving past that. What do you think of that? Like he, had, you know, some 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 sounds accountability, like, some sounds contrition. Like sounds like Bobo, right? Sounds, sounds like Bobo. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is Bobo. You know, admitting like it's reflection, right? We make decisions when we're young because we make emotional decisions. Yeah. We don't make rational decisions. Mm-hmm. And him responding and putting tweets out there and letting his brother take control of his brand, which he's the CEO of U Inc. Letting him do that, and, and then it snowballs because then the Knicks responded, then he responded, and then it made it, it put a wedge between the player and his brother. In the organization, his yep. brother shouldn't been in his business as much as he was. He should have took control of his own narrative because he knows more about the game of basketball than his brother did. His brother wasn't a professional, but you're giving your brother the respect because he's your big brother, but he hasn't earned that title. That's why you have to have professionals who know how to navigate careers, especially one that could have been special. I mean, he was a unicorn. He was in the biggest market. All he had to do was fight through being healthy. He was an all-star. New York, New, New York mm-hmm. would have been, per- been patient with him, much like Philadelphia was patient with Joel and B. But now he's starting to reflect, and he's still a young man. But now that scarlet letter is there, yeah. and his career hasn't worked out the way it's supposed to, and now he's reflecting. So good for him. Uh, if he gets an opportunity, it won't be at the price tag that he wants here. I mean, because he's already wore his welcome out at another place where he could prove that he couldn't get along and share the spotlight with Luka Doncic and accept that Luka Doncic was a superior talent to him. So maybe, maybe the road can lead back here on a one-year deal or him being traded for something like that when he has a contract that's inspiring and then maybe he can catch lightning. He has to catch lightning in the bottle to ever come back here to be able to maybe get the money that he wants, but he's going to have to come down at a hometown discount and then prove that he's worth a long-term investment. Now, remember, he and Brunson were teammates short-term uh, in Dallas. And, you know, more mature Porzingis, also amazing, healthy, which is good for him as well. But the question I have is simple. Nick fans, how you feel about this? Like, would you take him back if he was available? Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.